episode number two of 2024, which is exciting. That's like, I thought you were like episode two. I'm like, that was 17 and a half years ago. No, no, no. Of this year, my friend. I got you. I got you. A, a new year, a new guest, and hopefully we can pull out some new nuggets from our guests that will encourage us in our faith and just as we go throughout our day to day. Nuggets of knowledge. Ooh, that sounds like a new segment. That's what we're going to do. We've, we've, uh, we've thrown out a lot of other ideas and um, they've uh, all failed. They have. So nuggets, nuggets of knowledge is, is the new one. And if you follow us on the socials and on our YouTube, you would see all the great nuggets of knowledge that we've had. <laughs> exactly. Or at least that we think are nuggets of knowledge. It's true. We try. Very hard. Yeah. But shall we get so, to it? This week's yeah. guest? Uh, don't forget, like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all those things. And now we get to our amazing guest. The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. What I love about a new year, Holly, is that, you know, we always say a new year, a new you. We kicked off a brand new season with uh, Amy last week. And it's really great that we get to dive into and talk to whether it's an artist or an author or an athlete, really anybody who has that Why Me story. Absolutely. And so we are kicking off this year with music and with written prose. That sounds pretty like official, hey? A hundred percent. And and I'll be the first one to say that uh, I can't sing. I think my uh, my writing capabilities aren't great. Mm-hmm. So it's better to go to the professionals. And uh, Heidi Richardson, how are you? Oh, I'm really good today. Thanks. Glad to hear yeah. it. I missed um, all the flus and everything. Amen. Ducking, ducking and diving. That's what I try to do. Um, Heidi, we like to ask this skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. And that is, who are you and where did you come from? I was raised in Edmonton, uh, born 61, moved to Calgary when I was in my early 20s to work for the Wycliffe Bible Translators. And then when I was working there, I met my husband, or who was to be my husband, and he was a farmer. And then I left the city and I came to the farm and that's where I've been ever since. <laughs> I'm still not really a farmer's wife though. I, don't, I can't do a heck of a lot except drive tractors. <laughs> <laughs> How's your gardening skills? Yeah, those work pretty good. Oh, well, there I you go. I usually have a garden every year, so it helps. <laughs> that's all you need, gardening skills and yeah. tractor driving skills. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so... Uh, for for somebody who's who's a city, I mean, growing up then in the city, Edmonton and Calgary, how big of a shock was it to then move out to, you know, all of a sudden the farm life? Oh, yeah. Well, it's really different. It's a, it's a whole different culture. Yeah. But I've gotten to know quite a few people. I went curling a couple of years. So that was like up in our little neighborhood hall. And, and so I got to know a lot, a lot of our neighbors a lot better doing that. Nice. I'm a terrible curler, but. <laughs> <laughs> But was it really about the curling or about the community? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's kind of why it went. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Were you the skip? I was usually playing first and then you have to sweep the most. Yes. Yeah. Hurry hard. Hurry hard. (laughs) (laughs) If we thought about you as, as a child, to where you are now. I mean, we t- we're going to talk about the fact that you were an author and that, but where was your heart growing up? Did you think that writing books would have been the thing or where did you see yourself? Yeah, well, I wasn't sure because um, there's 
a heck of a lot of things I love to do. Like I love music and I was always mm. singing and mm. I loved drawing stuff and painting and then I loved writing. So it was kind of hard for me to figure it out. <laughs> and I did go to graph to Grant McEwen to do the graphic arts program, but it didn't really, I discovered there that I wasn't as talented a drawer as I thought. So that didn't really work out. Yeah. So I don't know. I've just been, I worked in the print shop, print shops for a little while and then I went to Wickliffe and then I got married. So that was really the extent of my career. I did learn to uh, do videos. I love doing videos. I might have been doing that if I hadn't gotten married because I'm sort of like the jack of all trades, but master of none, I guess. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Uh, starting writing, like I've, I've written all my life, but starting writing again in COVID was a real God thing where he kind of grabbed hold of me and said, I want you to do that. And it was so much more definite than anything else I've really ever done. So I thought, well, I better try it, I guess, since he says so. No, for sure. So God's telling you to write a book. Where do you start? Well, I had something on my heart and mind for the past. I think I got the first concept when I was like 19 or so. And I sort of typed on and off. Like back in those days, all we had was typewriters, right? So that was such a slow process. (laughs) So I kind of typed at it on and off. And then when my girls got to be teens, I decided I better settle down and write it because I had a computer by then. So I did, and I sent it out to a few publishers here and there. But back in those days, there were really hardly any Christian publishers around in Canada. Yeah. I looked and looked and looked, and there were very few Christian publishers in Canada. It's really different today. There's a lot more. (laughs) So I tried that, and it didn't go anywhere. And then, of course, in, in COVID, there was nothing to do, and that's when the Lord kind of nudged me to start working on it again. So I did. <laughs> so you work with uh, Bible translators. You were looking for Christian publishers. Was faith always big a part? Was it faith always a big part of your life? Oh, yeah. I've been, like, I grew up going to church every Sunday. And I've been a Christian since I was, like, 17 or so. Serious one, that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always that part in your life where at first you're going to church is kind of more tradition and culture in some cases than your faith. Um, at what point, you know, you said it kind of in your teens, it got serious. What was it about um, Christianity and Jesus that made it more than just something that you did, but became someone who you were? There was a couple of, uh, like we had a Bible camp every summer and it was down on uh, Pigeon Lake. In my later teens, like 16 and 17, we had just these fabulous uh, preachers come and and talk at our camps. And I heard the, you know, I heard what they were saying and and the Holy Spirit was just moving through the the camp that year. And so I thought, to me, like it, it, it became more real at that camp, like, you're right, it's kind of like a tradition. You just do this when you're a kid. You just go because mom and dad say so. But at that camp, it just turned out to be so real to my heart. And I, yeah, so that's when I decided I would put it all on the line and go with him. <laughs> mm. My assumption is 
when you're an author, you're big into books because why would somebody write books unless you're big into it? Yeah. Was there, was, was fiction on, like, where was your heart before you started writing? Oh, yeah. Like, I could read before I got to school. And my mom was a great reader, too. So she took us all the time to the library for books. And, like, I've read books since I learned to read, right? And sometimes if there's not a book to read, I get really antsy and I start going to look. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be reading. I don't know. It's just a compulsion. Yeah. The there are worse. well if i ever had to give up reading for lent or something i don't think i would survive (laughs) (laughs) i always gave up things that i i knew that i could easily give up yeah the year i gave up chocolate was a challenge (laughs) oh chocolate yeah i might be able to do that So when it when it comes to COVID, I mean, COVID was kind yeah. of one of those things where nobody kind of knew what was going on. We're we're hunkered down, you know. Some could go out, some couldn't. It was a whole big thing, and for a lot of people, it was difficult. But for you, I'm not saying it wasn't difficult, but you really sat there and you decided like now's the time to start writing. Mm-hmm. Was it because you just felt like it was on your heart, or was there something that was like, okay, now is the time, and the time is now? Uh, no, it didn't really, it didn't really happen like that. What happened was, since there was nowhere to go and nothing to do, I started going on social media a lot more. Hmm. I used to not, I used to hardly ever be on there. Weren't those good days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, so I started going on there and I came across this, you know, a Facebook ad, of course. That told, uh, it talked about how a bunch of Christian creatives are all kind of rising up in North America. Mm. They're all rising up and using their, their talent for the Lord. So I, I attended that free work, workshop that he had. He was, a, he's a, an artist for the Lord. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to join that group because they were expensive. And they were mostly about visual arts. There wasn't much writing there. Hmm. So while I was kind of trolling through and checking them out online, I came across another group that was all about writers. They're called the the Christian Book Academy. And they were much cheaper, and they were all about books. So I thought, well, I'm going to join up with them and see what happens. And I didn't really have the money even because we were kind of low on money right there we didn't even have the money for the first month to join up because you could pay month by month so i asked the lord well if you really want me to write to finish this book and you know get it out in the world and you'll have to give me some money some provision to to get into this group and uh all of a sudden somebody bought 90 dollars worth of my homemade cards hmm which I was not expecting at all because I couldn't even, you know, afford the first 40 bucks for to get into this group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> so someone bought those cards and it seemed like God was pointing a huge finger saying, okay, here's the money. Now go. <laughs> yes. Talk about a sign. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's been doing that ever since. You know, it is expensive to self-publish. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. How did that road open up for you? Because that's quite ambitious. It's it's hard enough to try to align yourself with a publisher, but then to now try to self-publish a, a title that you've written. Tell us a little yeah. about that process. Well, you know, I if I had known it would be this hard, I probably never would have started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this group I was in, they, they gave you all the training, told you how to do everything down to the last jot and tittle. Like the training is so comprehensive and marvelous. I can't even tell you, mm. but it, there's a lot to do. Oh my goodness. But it is a little easier than trekking around to publishers and trying to get it out to publishers. Yeah. Less rejection. Canada. So you get this idea. Uh, was this, was the idea for you like a one book kind of thing, or did you think that it was going to evolve into more of a series? It, yeah, it started out as one book, but then it was too long. So I split it into two books. There's still more to write in, in my head that the Lord has put there. So it'll probably be one more book. Unless you decide there should be four. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. So, yeah. In life, we often have to go with the flow, don't we? But yeah. it can be challenging. It seems yeah. like it's something that comes naturally to you, though. How does that come naturally to you? Because I think a lot of us could use some advice in that regard. Going with the flow, how do you just embrace the uncertainty of it all? Well, I think partly it's because I'm older now. I tried all the things in my youth. Like I told you, I was the jack of all trades, sort of. I tried all different things in my youth to do stuff for the Lord, you know. I'd like to sing for the Lord. I'd like to be in a singing group. I'd like to do art for the Lord. I'd like to do this for the Lord and that. And and I've I've always been volunteering, but nothing really seemed to be the thing, hmm. the thing that he really wanted, sort of. And I heard someone preach about what the Lord wants us to do, and he he said, if the Lord wants you to do something, he'll let you know. You don't have to keep you know, casting around and casting around, try to find what he wants you to do. He'll let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was like a free, a freedom thing for me. Cause you know, otherwise you're always looking and looking and looking and searching and searching. Yeah. But then when I came to this, he let me know. So I decided I would stop searching. I would stop doing stuff for the Lord. I would wait until he wanted me to do something with him. And that, that made all the difference. Yeah. But it's too bad I didn't find that out sooner. In my- <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the truth? If all, if I knew then what I know now, boy, things would be different. And it's not to say that those other things that I did were no good. Mm-hmm. Right. It didn't touch people, but it, it just wasn't the thing that the Lord was partnering me with. Yeah, you know that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, absolutely. The prisoner and the traitor, the winged warrior. Um, when it comes to books, like I think, uh, and I mean, there. Um, my assumption is is that there's some faith involved in the books. Um, is it like a is it like a Narnia thing where there's the underlying tones of it, or is it in your face as to no, this is uh, there is some spiritual content with it? Uh, no, it's more like a it's more like a Narnia thing. Love that. But it's like the whole thing is built on Christian principles. 
and uh, there's a there's a certain type of people in the book who they love their you know their essentially their god in that world and they love him and then there's another group of people who don't and so it's kind of a clash right (laughs) just like we have in our world yeah it's the clash between those who don't and those who do love the god there so so it's it's not really really subtle like christians would pick it up right away but I also wrote the books for kids who weren't Christian. You know, I wanted them to read it and to feel like there was something more out there that they could be finding. So it's subtle, not to Christians, but yes, to the world, it's probably subtle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious. I mean, we're talking about your life and about the books and how this idea has taken years to come to fruition, but now it's not one, it's two, and maybe three, and maybe four. Who knows what God has in store? But during this process, did you ever ask that question, why me? Well, I did kind of wonder why God chose this particular thing for me to do. Yeah. You know, I could have been in music my whole life and really enjoyed that. But he did see kind of pick this thing. And I wasn't too sure why. And so, of course, but when I was ready and I put it, I was ready to put it up online and there's this little button at the bottom that says publish and your finger kind of goes close and then away and close <laughs> because it's kind of like birthing a baby and you don't know how it's going to be received, right? Yeah. But finally, I hit that publish button and then I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm not going to be any good. Nobody's going to want to read it. It's, people are going to laugh about it. or you know, I don't know what the thoughts were. But. All those doubts. Yeah, the doubts that creep in, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since I've been staying the course, it's, it's turned out to be positive things so far. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I have to tell you something important. In my heart, when I was first doing this, I was hoping that my daughter would would make it into a graphic novel because she was a really good comic book drawer. But she she kind of got involved in doing her own things. That's kind of how your kids, you know, roll. Because <laughs> she's she's a self-publisher too. Okay. Oh, amazing. Nice. So she got kind of into her own things. And so, but I still had this thing in my heart that I would like it to be a graphic novel. So just lately... I went down to, to a Comic-Con in Carstairs and met a man, and he said his daughter is a really good comic book drawer. So I got hold of her, and she said she would be glad to, to make a graphic novel out of it. So, so that's the, another way that God led me to that Comic-Con. You know, it's kind of like a whim going mm-hmm. all the way to Carstairs for a Comic-Con. <laughs> Since you published these books... What has the reaction been from those who have been able to pick it up? I mean, it's it's one thing to have one book, but I mean, you're kind of blessed in the sense that you have two, so we can kind of follow along in this series. And now yeah. you're working on that third and who else knows. Could you ever imagine that that reaction from people would be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe there's actually other people reading my stuff. Yeah, actually, the when I first put it out, the response was quite a bit better than I was expecting. So... Like I've sold quite a few of the first and second and I have people bug- bugging my, d- my daughter at church saying, when is the first <laughs> coming? When is the first coming? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and lots of people seem to be really, you know, getting into it and believing in it. So hmm. that's probably like another confirmation that it's from God and it's not me. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's from God, it's going to be attractive. Yeah. If it's, if it's just me, it won't be attractive to people. <laughs> that's how I feel anyway. <laughs> it becomes an expensive coaster. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Or propping up my camera with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we talk about all the uh, the long-form books, but I did hear rumors, and I mean, maybe it's just a rumor. You can confirm it otherwise. What about doing something like a kid's book, mm-hmm. something maybe that you're working on in the future? Well, that's actually what, what I'm trying to work on now. I'm trying to do a, a, a picture book, and my, my middle daughter is doing the illustration. You'll have and to give us an a, update. Yeah, she's a really good artist too. She has. So you, you like, have how many kids? Oh, three. Three. Oh, all girls. Yep. Nice household. Yep. Household full of ladies. Yeah, and they're all writers. Oh wow! And, and two of them are really good artists. Oh, amazing! Book artists and yeah. <laughs> and so I'm kind of happy because I could launch my little daughter out into the world with her illustrations. And, that. I like I like to launch other people too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really special because it's your daughter. It's a project that you guys get to work on together, and it's um, yeah. Who knows what will happen next? As you say, you like to launch people out. Where does that mm-hmm. come from? Uh, what, you mean the liking to do that? Yeah, because I think we live in a day and age where people are a little more selfish, and it's just oh, mm. how can I get ahead? What can I do? Um, Yo, this person has this skill. How can I use them? Whereas you are so excited about helping people and then like showcasing them to the world. Oh, well, I think it's because I think it's, it's so exciting nowadays to see how many creative Christian creatives are heading out into the world. Like, you know, our, our mainline culture is, is kind of cratering a little bit, right? Hmm. But all these Christian up and sending their stuff out into the world, I think it's going to be quite important in the near future to have all that stuff out there. Yeah. Things that it will lead to the Lord. Yeah. So that's why I want to get as many out there as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Well, um, I want to ask you this because we had a chance to ask Amy about it last week with it being a a brand new year. And and we talk about a new year and a new you and, is there something maybe in this year that you're looking forward to, or maybe there's many things that you're looking forward to uh, for a 2024? Yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of things. Like I still have quite a few writing projects that are sitting in my computer and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be getting those out as, you know, as, as quickly as I can. It's not a very quick process, but. Yeah, so I want to do those, and then once I have those out, I, I have ideas for kind of a new series that I that I would like to do something about a a teenager who kind of knows when she looks at people, she kind of knows where they're at spiritually. Like Robocop, a series like that too. Huh. But we'll we'll see. You know, it's all it's all the Lord's work, really. So 
(laughs) That's what's great about a creative like you is that there's always ideas flowing, that there's always going to be something. So we are uh, very looking forward to what 2024 is going to bring for you. Uh, Tower of the Deep Volume 1 and 2, The Prisoner and the Traitor, The Winged Warrior at HMR underscore 1961 on the socials. (laughs) Heidi, we appreciate you taking some time and sharing your heart today. And it's such a pleasure talking to you, too. I think what we've learned over the years of doing this, not that we didn't know, but the importance of when you hear the Lord saying, do this, just go and do it. Don't question it. And it seems like with a lot of our guests, it's God prompting them to say, do this, you know, write this book or do this song or whatever that may be. And I think that Heidi is just another one of those people who are like, you know what? The Lord said, write a book and here it is. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I love that she just is going with the flow. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we think we should be doing or expectations that we put on ourselves or Mm. other people have put on ourselves that we can, as they say, lose sight of the forest for the trees. And um, it can be overwhelming. And then we're just not helping anybody, especially ourselves. So I just, I love that. You know what? God told me to do this. I just took a step out in faith. And it is that simple. I think it's us who complicate it. I mean, how often do we see an artist who does, I'm going to do a three song EP Mm -hmm. and the three song EP turns out to be a full length album. Yeah, exactly. For Heidi, I'm going to write one book. One book is now turned into three or four and you just don't know what that next thing is going to be. And then tack on a kid's book as well. So, I mean, it's, Amazing when you're in the sweet spot with what God's asking you to do, what can happen? Yeah. Uh, make a plan. You'll make God laugh. Uh, say, I'm only going to write one book and like 38 later, there you are. Yeah, exactly. The story of Heidi, apparently. There you are. Um, thank you to everybody who has uh, followed us on the socials. And we want to continue to just talk about that for this year. Uh, the mm-hmm. importance of places like YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and wherever else that you can be a part of the community that we're trying to build with the projectors. Exactly. And again, we really do like to hear from you. So if you've made mm. it this far uh, yeah. in our conversation, you thank you. Um, but also feel free to reach out to us either on the socials or through email. And uh, like what stood out to you? Was there any takeaways? Yeah. And maybe there's somebody that you'd love to hear or see on uh, Wyoming Project. Let us know. We'll, we'll do our best to see if we can source them out. Every single person that we've ever had ask or say, you need to talk to so-and-so, we've reached out. If it hasn't happened, that's not us. We do the best we can with what we have. So, <laughs> 100%. A lot of no's. We're used to that. Exactly. We no are willing to noses. go the distance. Yeah. No one knows noses like you know noses? No one knows noses like we get noses. No, (laughs) nose, noses. Like us. Noses? What? Anyways, (laughs) download, subscribe, and uh, don't forget that you can check out faithstrongtoday.com.